0: Hi, thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. So, today we're going to be talking about *The Burning* by Laura Bates. Um, this is a really—it's it, a tough issue. Um, it's, it deals a lot with, you know, cyberbullying and slut shaming and um, bullying at schools. And I think it's. And, exceptionally well novel. Um, I really did connect to this novel a lot because um, high school was tough for me. Not that I did what she did um, in this novel, but there there was an incident for me um, with a boy who I rejected who then started spreading rumors about me and it kind of spiraled out of control um, because he was an ex boyfriend of mine. So I definitely connected with this novel um, very strongly and I have to say you know I really did love the execution of the novel itself you know I think Laura Bates did an exceptionally well done bringing such a tough stop to such a tough topic to life. So let's get into it. Um, I mean, like I said, this book is about bullying. It is about cyber bullying as well and slut shaming. Um, so it follows Annie, you know, her and her mom moved to Scotland. You know, they changed their their name to their, her mother's maiden name and they are trying to escape, um, Annie's mistakes. So she was peer pressured by her boyfriend at the time um, to take photos of herself and when she finally said she didn't want to anymore, um, he instantly broke up with her and he started spreading the photos all over the place. Um, I know a lot of you are thinking, well, yeah, that's what she gets for taking those pictures. right?" Anytime you take a picture of yourself, I think we all have this understanding that on some level, it might escape to the public. You know, as much as we want our lives to be private, they're not as private as we would hope. But, um, you know, she did send those photos in confidence. She was sort of blackmailed into sending more photos, and it kind of spiraled out of control. I mean, this this was a bad guy who took advantage of her. And then, when she finally said no, which is probably what she should have said in the beginning, um, I'm not disputing that, he spread the pictures online. But I don't think our mistakes justify the type of bullying um, she receives in this novel. It was horrific and. Um, I don't think any of us can look back at high school and think we were just super innocent and think, oh, well, we'd never do that. I think it's all about, um, we all should have the judgment to do, to not make mistakes, but, you know, we're human. We're going to make mistakes, um, and I don't think our mistakes should haunt us like they haunt Annie. Um, that's my personal take on this, you know, I feel really bad for Annie, you know. The... The reader feels bad for her because we understand she made a mistake, you know, but she's in high school. She did something stupid, but it went way out of control, and I love how Bates addresses such an issue like this, um, you know, her friends, they stick by her, but when it gets too hard to stick by her, they kind of turn her backs on her, and I think that also showcases um, the peer pressures of high school, you know, in high school you're under a lot of pressure academically and socially to sort of fit in so her friends kind of um separate themselves from her you know they turn their backs on her but her new friends you know when the bullying starts up again her new friends they they stick by her you know they understand that she shouldn't be haunted for her mistakes you know they stand up for her, they stick by her, and through that, you know, through this unity of friendship, she's able to finally put everything to rest, you know, she stands up for herself, she makes an announcement, she says, you don't get to do this, she's like, yeah, I did that, but what you're doing is not good either, I mean, all this bullying that arises, I think it makes a really profound statement to the reader, Um, and I think it really addresses a lot of the peer pressures that young girls face in today's society. I mean, there's, I mean, just look at kids today, you know, you have young girls at seven getting all dolled up and wearing makeup. And, you know, when I was that age, I wore, you know, slacks, and I didn't get all dolled up like that. Like, I think there's a lot of, peer pressure today not just on girls but you know on boys as well to sort of be this macho boy um, you know toxic masculinity and I think there's a lot of peer pressure on girls to sort of be a sex symbol for boys but her mistake doesn't mean she's asking for it you know no one asks for it no one asks to be harassed and assaulted and bullied on such a level, and I love how Bates kind of addresses all of these topics in this novel, um, especially because she's kind of highlighting the past and how nothing's really gotten that much better. I mean, yes, we've made a lot of strides in equality, but we're still not there yet, Uh, and she uses Um, the witch trials sort of highlight this you know young woman she was raped no one believes her because he's a nobleman Um, and then when he dies at sea they they um blame her said she cursed him and you know i think there's a lot of symbolism in the story you really have to read it to really get it And connect to it and really understand what Bates is trying to tell as what Bates is trying to convey to the reader and society with her storytelling and that's pretty much what I liked about it. Um, I love how you're able to connect to Annie. I love I love how you're able to or Anna sorry I love how you're able to Really understand the standpoint of this novel. I mean, there's so much bullying in today's society and I love um, The mother-daughter relationship as well, you know, the mother Isn't disgusted by her daughter. I Think in a lot of media, you know, a lot of te- television shows, you know, that are dramatized whenever something like this happens the parent doesn't really stick by the child Um for their mistake. They're just like, well, you did this, and now look what's happening. Um, Instead, her mother, you know, she sticks by her through it all, and when the bullying starts up again, she's like, well, she's like, why didn't you tell me? She's like, we can do this. We We can stick together. You know, she sticks by her daughter, you know? She understands her daughter made a mistake, and she stands up for her daughter as well. She goes to the dean of the school who wants to expel Anna because of this. And she's like, no, you're not expelling my daughter. This is something that happened a year ago that's coming back to haunt her. You need to address the fact that she's being bullied, and you need to deal with the bulliers. You know, she's addressing this fact that it's easier to sort of ignore the problem rather than deal with it head-on because it might be too hard to deal with it. What she's saying is you need to teach these kids Some respect, you know, you need to teach them that mistakes Shouldn't haunt them for the rest of their lives, you know And I'm not saying all mistakes, you know, there are some mistakes out there that Should be punished, you know Uh, I'm just saying she this is just an example of a mistake, you know, I think a lot of us make these small mistakes uh, And then they just come back kind of come back to haunt us and sort of tear us apart. And what I like is how she deals with this gender gap, gender discrimination, you know? She is addressing that with the boys, like, oh, well, they're they're boys, boys will be boys. Well, the the boy who's doing all all the bullying, he's not being punished at all, and he should be. You know, he's creating, pornography of a young adult, he's creating um, so much hate for this one girl because she didn't want to submit to him. And I think it says a lot about society. I love how Bates sort of addresses all of that together. I mean, once again, you really have to read the book to really just understand, not understand, but to really see everything that Bates is highlighting, everything that's wrong with with society still, I mean, we've come a long way, you know, the suffrage movement, you know, equal pay, um, but there's still a lot, you know, there's still so much going on in the world that highlights the separation of gender, and I love how Bates really addresses that in this high school setting it's you know it's realistic it's strong writing it's powerful compelling storytelling you know you're bridging the gap between the witch trials in Scotland to what's happening to Anna right now and they fit you know they go together it's a little interesting how she does it it does really spark um, uniqueness as far as writing goes but it really highlight something you know it's an awakening for the reader you know for me I was just like completely blown away by the story and I love the ending I love how Anna is really empowered by herself you know she's empowered and she puts everyone in their place and she says no you don't get to do this to me I made a mistake I own that but you don't get to make me feel like I, an, like I am insignificant and not worth anything, like I'm not a human being. I love that, you know. It's an empowering moment for readers, and I think this is a book everyone should read, you know, young girls, young men. I really think everyone should read this novel. Um, I give it four and a half stars, and ultimately I really do highly recommend this novel So, um, once again, this was The Burning by Laura Bates. Definitely recommend it. Please check it out from your local library if money is too tight. And if money is not too tight, please support your local bookseller. You can get the book on bookshop.org, which donates some of the proceeds to indie bookstores that need help. Or you can get it on Barnes & Noble, but please whatever you do, don't go onto Amazon and buy the book. They get enough business as it is. They don't need books. It's the bookstores that need our business. So on that note, um, if you like this, please don't forget to like it and you can follow me on Spotify, um, or Google for more reviews coming up. Uh, I hope everyone has a great rest of your day and as always happy reading. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. Hope everyone's having a great day. So today we're going to be talking about Sisters of Sword and Song by Rebecca Ross. Um, You know what? I ended up liking this novel a little bit more than I thought I would. You know, I wasn't trained by the premise of it. That's for sure. Uh, That's why I picked it up in the first place. You know, I thought the cover art was very beautiful. Um, And there was something about it that reminded me a little bit of Greek mythology. Um, (laughs) Today I'm joined by my son who's looking at me like I'm a crazy person. (laughs) But in any case, what I really found intriguing of this novel was really the world building and the mythology that Ross devoted to her storytelling. Uh, She created her own mythology and I thought it was really good. I thought it was really enriching. Um, I thought it was very compelling because it was very reminiscent of Greek and Roman mythology and it had this powerful impact. I mean, um, Evadne, she and her sister, they come from the fallen god, you know. He chose to give up his mor- immortality and his godlihood to be with the people. As for other people, you know, magic users are all descendant of gods themselves, uh, who at one point or another, they came, they mingled, had kids, spread their blood. (laughs) I don't know if you can hear my son in the background playing with his toys, but in any case, so that's what I thought was really enriching about this novel. I loved the mythology. I loved how it Laid out the foundation and the groundwork for the world building and for the storytelling. I thought it was ultimately very captivating, and I have to say, you know, I loved it because it also impacted the sisters as well and impacted their growth. It has a really strong effect on who these girls are. Uh, they come from a fallen god, you know, they're olive farmers. You know, they farm olive, olive, you know, to make fresh priced olive oil. You know, they are olive farmers. And their prospects, you know, being descended from a fallen god aren't really high. You know, a lot of magic users, they are part of the hierarchy. Um, and as you can imagine, they like to think of themselves as very special individuals. So for these girls... It's sort of like a taboo to be descended from this gone, but they don't think so at all. They revere and respect their ancestor completely, and I think that's really good. And it also showcases how different the two sisters are. I mean, um, Halcyon, she went, she joined the army. She's always been very strong, and her sister, you know, injured, has always wanted more you know she's always wanted magic in her life and she does end up getting magic in her life but in a very different way and I think it says a lot about her character because she grows exponentially throughout the novel Uh, I really have to say I prefer Evadne towards her sister because when the novel opens you sort of have this idea of who Evadne's sister is and she's running away from the law and the reason she's running away from the law is pretty stupid um, it's it is kind of stupid of her character and I wasn't a fan of that one thing uh, you know it, it just doesn't fit with the context of who we're supposed to believe her sister is and that works more of like just a plot device to create tension and to progress the story to progress the story forward I think that sort of diminishes it just a little bit because it's just Like I said, I just didn't get why Halcyon was running away, you know, it was an accident You would think her general would know her and he does, you know, he says like why would you do this? Like, you know me well enough. I pretty much raised you in this army, you were, like, my most trusted one, why would you do this, you know, so it doesn't fit with the relationship, and you get to see the clear disappointment of him, you get to see the clear disappointment of Halcyon, um, in her actions, because even she regrets her actions, so at least there is that, you know, even she acknowledges, it was kind of stupid of her to be running away, whenever you run away, you make yourself look guilty, end of story, um, and she's not guilty, but, there's a lot of tension in the hierarchy you know there's something has happened with the Queen uh, the general sister sort of manipulating a lot of things there's lots of underhanded darkness to the story and I think it the Ross really highlights it very well she highlights all this darkness she highlights um, the corrupt nature of the magic users and how they're sort of using, they're abusing their power at the expense of pretty much everyone, you know. They want to be the only ones with the power. They don't want people, rally hunters, to go looking for magical items to, they they want this, you know, difference. They they want the rich to remain rich and <laughs> the poor to remain poor. <laughs> Sorry, my son just took off his sock. He's always, always, he's always, always taking off only one sock. <laughs> love you, little boy. Um, and in any case, you know, I like how there is a lot of tension created. I, I like how there's lots of development for Evadne's character. I love her devotion to her sister. I'll say this, um, for sisters who haven't seen each other in years, They hold on to their memories of each other very strongly. They hold on to their love of one another. They don't think one is better than the other, better than the other, and And they have such great strengths to them. You know, Avodna thinks that as, you know, she was injured as a child, so she has limp. She thinks of herself as lesser than her sister, um, and she sees herself in her sister's shadow. So the novel is really about her. Escaping that shadow of her sister Uh, there's lots of allegories to it uh, lots of reminiscing on the mythology of the land and she has to prove herself not to anyone else but to herself she proves to herself that she is just as capable as anyone else that she is as compassionate and strong as anyone else and she's very intelligent you know a lot of people look down at her again because of her bloodline but she's very intelligent, she's very charismatic, she's very clever, and she's very strong. And in the end, she's the, the hero of the day. She is the hero, and I love that. I love how she becomes the hero. Um, and I love how the dynamics change. I love her relationships with other characters. I like how they, they grow, and they flourish, and they develop. And I think it's a lot. it's very intriguing to see how the story evolves. I think it's very intriguing to see how it go- it grows. So once again, you know, this is Sisters of Sword and Song. If you love mythology, you're definitely going to love this novel. Um, I do give it four stars. Uh, You know, I really wasn't a fan of Halcyon for uh, a bit of this novel. I much preferred her sister. I've already expressed why. But I loved the mythology, I loved the world building, I loved the character development, and I loved the dynamics, and I loved how the magic was sort of incorporated and structured in this novel as well. So, Sisters of Sword and Song, you can go ahead and purchase it on bookshop.org. I highly recommend purchasing books on bookshop.org because a percentage of all proceeds do go to local booksellers. And it'll tell you and check out how much of your purchase is going to go to booksellers. And I think that's really great. Um, if money is too tight, which I know for a lot of us it is, purchase the book, I'm not purchase, check out the book from your local library. You know, support your local libraries because they are a great resource for the community. And please do not forget to support me, um, there is a link in the description. To become a supporter on Anchor, you know, for just ninety nine cents a month, you go towards that money goes towards making this podcast even better. Uh, and there's so many things I would like to do with this podcast. Or you can just support me by following me on Spotify, or following me on your well, following me where you get your podcast. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading.